Good dad day, everyone. Welcome back to episode two of Dad Talk. Um, I hope everyone had a great weekend, and I hope you were able to relax this weekend and enjoy some free time. Uh, this week, we are going to get a little more into the trials uh, and difficulties of being a husband and father. Um, you know, how do we navigate uh, abuse as men, um, and how can we improve ourselves? So that we can give 110% in every aspect of fatherhood and, uh, would you call it, husbandhood? Husbandry? I don't know. Being a husband. Um, we're also going to talk about um, what season we're in for fishing and my uh, recommendations for Cigar of the Month, as well as a review on an absolute side beauty a side-by-side gas and wood pellet grill from pit boss so let's go ahead and jump right into it um and let me start by saying that there of course are people that have been married so 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 much longer than i ever was uh and probably ever will be and they are still battling through difficult marriage problems and all i want to do is just bring a little bit of attention to the fact that we, as men in general, struggle with similar things in marriages. Not everything is identical, but I know that a few of the things that I'm going to speak on are things that you have probably experienced as well. So first, I think the understanding not all relationships are healthy. Uh, Regardless of emotion and feeling for one another, you can love your partner to the ends of the earth, but... If there are things in your way, outside factors, um, even personal preferences, um, that doesn't mean that the relationship itself is healthy. And let me take a second real quick and just say, if you hear me clear my throat a few times, um, I'm just a little uh, congested, so I apologize for that. I think it's important um, to take a step back and look at Uh, your relationship from an unbiased point of view. And I know that's difficult. Um, That's kind of asking a lot. But if you do this, um, it's, it's a really good thing. It's good for you to sit back and look, just try to find a reason why you're working so hard to stay in that relationship. A lot of the time, the reasons are usually kids. And I'm not saying that is a good reason. I'm also not saying that that's a bad reason. But try to look at it and say, is that good for your kids or is that bad for your kids? You are no good to your children if you are constantly angry or miserable in life. What can you teach them when you're in that headspace? And it's, it's not okay to be miserable all the time because if you are, all you're doing is showing them that it's okay to be miserable, that it's okay to let someone treat you in a negative way. So really think about what's important here, and you might see that it's you. Now, I already know what you're thinking at this point. It sounds selfish to put yourself first, but again, what good are you to 
anyone else if you are not good personally. There are ways to get yourself into a better place, but what I'm talking about right now is relationships. So a little bit of my background. I went through a marriage where I didn't see those bad signs till it was too late, and I even ignored the people that were trying to tell me that this person was toxic. So we see what we want to see, and that may not always be the best. I should have known that this was the direction the relationship was heading after her, what I would refer to as one of her best friends at the time, pulled me aside the day I told her best friend that I had proposed to her and asked if I really wanted to stay with her. That kind of blew my mind and I took a step back and I was like, why is she asking this? But I continued on forward. That was a huge sign that I just completely ignored. And then after getting married, I thought things would change, as I'm sure a lot of people do. I thought things would get better and they just got worse. She used to accuse me daily of cheating, which I'm not pleased to say. By the end, I, was, I wasn't I was physically cheating, but I did cheat emotionally. And yes, guys, that is a real thing. Okay? Cheating emotionally is just as bad, and I've heard from people possibly worse than physical cheating. I stayed through all the garbage because we ended up having a absolute beautiful little girl um, and I didn't want to leave her of course as a, as a newborn so I dealt with the abuse I stayed for the baby and I thought what I was doing was good but it, it obviously was not after our daughter was about a year uh, maybe a year and a half um, we separated it came out that I had been carrying on an emotional relationship with someone else um, and I saw this as my opportunity to get out. And so I did. Now, this is where I want to ask you, do you really want to wait until all that bad stuff comes to a head? Do you want to wreck the lives of multiple people and destroy relationships? Because I'm telling you, that's the road that goes down. And I did it. And I'm not happy with how things went. I'm not happy with the relationships that I ruined, but that's the route it went down. If you could put your feelings aside and look at this emotionless, do you think you would still stick around? As men, we don't often think we can be abused either mentally or physically, and herein lies that problem. We are not invincible and we can be affected by verbal or emotional and physical abuse. Don't let anyone tell you that this is weak. It takes a lot of strength to speak up and tell someone that they're wrong for treating you a certain way. But be that one that stands above the immature garbage and don't sink to their low level. So how can we grow as husbands and fathers to give 110% in a relationship? Well, there's a few things. First and foremost, you have to work on yourself. Okay? Your partner always wants to feel that their husband or father can and is taking care of himself. They do not want to be your babysitter. It's not attractive to, to be lazy 
and to lack drive to continuously learn from your mistakes and better yourself. And even worse, people who don't grow and change will often find themselves trapped in the same circumstances and arguments over and over and over again. This gives themselves and their loved ones this needless headache. So that being said, take a moment or take moments that trigger you and analyze them carefully. Do some real deep work through introspection. Go to therapy, whatever your spiritual pursuits might be, and find what bothered you and why. Then use that realization as a starting point for self-improvement. Secondly, learn how to properly communicate with your partner. I am still terrible at this. (laughs) Great marriages can implode if all of our compliments and grievances, sorry, not compliments, all of our complaints and grievances are kept to ourselves and left unaddressed for years. But the problem is, is that it can be very difficult to communicate these to our partner without offending them. What we have to do then is learn how to properly criticize. That word comes with a lot of negative connotation, but trust me when I say it's not always negative. This means that if there's something about your partner that tends to irritate and annoy you, you first have to analyze that thing and see whether or not it's something that you can work on. Do not hold it in. This builds resentment. And then we explode with anger. And lastly, listen to your uh, partner's problems and don't just try to solve them. When your partner is sharing their thoughts with you, 99% of the time they are not interested in getting help. Instead, they're trying to flesh out their problems by by talking them out. Don't give them advice unless they ask for it. Instead, try acting with empathy. Refrain from immediately trying to come up with solutions to their problems and instead repeat back to your partner a rephrased version of what they're telling you. This lets them know that their feelings are being acknowledged, and by doing this, you're helping them ask the right questions rather than just imposing yourself and showing what you know better. As much as we as men like to solve the nail in the head issue, sometimes it's just about listening. This, of course, is just three tips, right, to help, but take them and use them and see what the outcome is. Try it. Don't get to that place where you're already done, where you're already fed up and you're not willing to try. Just give it a chance. Let me know how it worked out for you. At the end um, of this show, I'll give you a way to contact me. Let me know how this stuff worked out if you tried it. All right, so with all this heaviness, let's close this one off by saying that husbands are the rock in most marriages. And it's just the way it goes. It's how we operate, and I, for one, love that role. Don't look at it as a man's job or a woman's job, but look at it as the responsibility your partner has entrusted onto you. Give them 110% by giving yourself 110%. Okay? Stay solid, gents. And I know that this journey is tough, but know that you're not alone in any of this. All right? So let's take a break from all the heavy stuff and the heavy talk and talk about a few things we really enjoy. Fishing season is still 
here. Although it may not seem like it, <laughs> February to March is actually a great time to go out there and catch some largemouth bass or striped bass. Now, late afternoon to evening is the best time to throw out your line. And look for small bends in rivers or coves for the striped bass. Large bath, uh, bass generally like to hang out in semi-deep bodies of water for um, this particular season, February to March. But get out there, see how deep you can get that line. If you can get out into the middle of a large body of water, go for it. Take your time, enjoy the time that you have on the water. Now, if we switch over to hunting season, this is over for most uh, animals. However, turkey is still open, so go ahead and bag yourself one of the world's ugliest birds <laughs> and smoke that thing to perfection. Um, I also want to give my recommendation for the cigar of the month if you smoke cigars. Uh, I just had one yesterday, a Drew Estates Acid, which was amazing. Um, the cigar of the month this month is the Alec Bradley Black Market Churchill. Now, this is from Honduras. This black market starts with a handsome and powerful Nicaraguan Habano wrapper, which encloses a Sumatra binder that is chocked full of Honduran and Panamanian long fillers. Once this bad boy is lit, this handmade beauty will offer nice plumes of smoke and flavor that builds in strength of spice, pepper, and peaty undertones. Medium to full-bodied, this is the perfect cigar to enjoy with a nice rum out on the patio as the sun sets. Whew, man, let me tell you. That sounds beautiful. Now, Let's move on over to our review of the week and get it started on this beautiful smoker. So in my reviews, I will be rating things on a scale of propane tanks from 1 to 10. Of course, 10 being amazing and 1 meaning that it's baby garbage. <laughs> so with that, let's get into our very first review. And our very first review is on the Pit Boss Pro Series 1100 Wood Pellet and Gas Combo. That's a mouthful. Now this thing has, and I'm going to start basically from one side to the other. This thing has a Wi-Fi compatible application that lets you adjust the temperature inside your smoker from your phone. That's awesome. It lets you set an alert to tell you when your meat is up to temp because it has little probes that uh, plug directly into it. And it lets you set saved recipes for certain meats. Now, I have had this gorgeous piece of equipment and I could not be happier. I always wanted a smoker. And of course, I love to grill, so... When I got this, I was very excited and wanted to get things going immediately. Now, again, I want to go over the pros and cons, so let's start with the good. On the good note, from left to right, uh, this hopper, where all of your wood pellets go, 
is a really, really great size. And I would say, depending on the type of smoking that you're going to be doing and, and the type of meat uh, that you're going to be smoking, a full hopper will last you probably two to three sessions, closer to three. And this is what I'm saying is a full hopper will last you two to three sessions. Again, depending on what you're smoking. Um, I found that it really doesn't matter the type of pellet either. I've used post oak. I've used pecan. I've used combo. I've used a lot of different pellets and it didn't matter. I know some people say that some, some types burn faster than others, but I'm telling you right now, it just didn't matter. Um, it's still about two to three sessions. The display just below where you fill the hopper, um, it gives you a great view of your temp, your probe temps, the programmed recipes, any errors that might come up. Um, and and I know that when, when I'm talking about error codes, this can be a con, but the, but I, what I'm talking about right now is the display. And it just, it does it so well. It's It's got the black background with the, um, what I would assume is these little blue LEDs that pop up. So the contrast is great. You can read it very clearly. When it comes to error codes, since we're on that subject, the Pit Boss website, you can clearly find any error code that you get and how to fix the issue. They are very thorough on their website. It's an absolute beauty. Um, the smoking chamber itself is not necessarily as big as I would like it to be. Um, the cooking area in kind of both the smoking chamber and the grill is about 631 square inches. And don't get me wrong, this isn't tiny by any means, but it's also not the biggest chamber that you could have uh, or that Pit Boss has. Um, I have been able to fit a 15-pound brisket and about 15 jalapeno poppers in it. Um, all at once, so there is plenty of room for what you need. Uh, there's a small arm inside that allows you to open up the heat shield to allow for more heat or more smoke. And there's also a folding tray in the front of the smoking chamber that's big enough to put a baking tray on uh, for any kind of prep that you might need to do. Again, the grill chamber right next to it um, is about the same size and has three row burners, uh, and it allows for very even heat throughout the entire grill chamber. The grill area on both the smoker and gas chamber um, are built out of this sturdy iron. Uh, it's really heavy duty. It's coated in what I would say is kind of a semi nonstick surface. So it is really easy to move things around on it. And I have had no problems putting meats directly on um, the actual grates. And not having to worry about, you know, my seasoning getting stuck on there because when I lift it up, you know, a piece of it tears off. I've even put a salmon directly on the grate um, because I was uh, ill-informed on how to properly smoke a salmon. And uh, so I just put it directly on the grate and it still came out beautifully. So um, there's no issues there. And lastly, what I want to say is there's a little side burner next to the grill. Perfect for a single pot to heat up other components of your meal. Uh, I do have to be honest and say that I have only used it one time, but I was grateful for it when I had it. Um, when it's not in use, there is a beautiful little cover that goes over the top of it and allows you to kind of extend that part of the grill as a spot 
to maybe hold a tray or tools. Um, it's it really comes in handy. I would say overall the unit is extremely sturdy. It's made with steel and it has heavy duty wheels. Each wheel has a locking mechanism and I'm telling you this thing feels like a million dollar machine. I personally put mine together myself. Uh, it took me about two hours um, and it wasn't incredibly difficult. It's heavy. Don't get me wrong. It's very, very, very heavy. So when it came to standing the thing up, of course I had to get somebody to come and help me. But um, overall, it's it's a really great uh, piece of equipment. Now the cons, and there's only a few. Don't get me wrong; most of these are subjective, so take them as you will. These are all personal opinion. But since this thing is side by side, it's very long. It takes up a really big spot on my back patio um, space that I wish I could use, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, it does not come with a cover, even with its almost $900 price tag, depending on where you go to get it. And trust me when I say this thing needs a cover. I mean, it's an outside piece of equipment, right? And you want it to last a long time, so you got to put the cover on. I think the cover retails for about eighty to ninety dollars. Again, depending on where you go, but it's it's worth it. Trust me. Although most of the unit is steel, the little knobs for gas control are like a coated plastic, and I know exactly you, you know what I'm talking about. It looks chrome, but it's not. It's plastic painted chrome, and as you might think. Um, it's susceptible to peeling if it's not covered. Now, I've had my unit for about eight months, and I am already noticing peeling on those knobs. Now, for about a month, it didn't have a cover, and it rained heavily. Um, so that, again, plays a part in what I'm talking about, you know, making sure that you have the cover on it. Lastly, as I had mentioned earlier, the cooking area is a little smaller than I would like. However, it is still enough to get majority of the things that you need to get done, done. And, you know, all in all, I would give this probably a total of 10 propane tanks out of, or sorry, 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 7 propane tanks out of 10. 7 out of 10. That's not bad. Um, a few adjustments, maybe bigger cooking area, but again, that would extend it out a little further. Um, I have seen units where there's a smoker, a stand-up smoker on one side and a grill on the other. Maybe that's a better route to go. Um, but I am very happy with my Pit Boss. I use it all the time. I used it last night, and uh, I'll probably use it next week. So if you're in the market for a new grill or a new smoker or both, I would definitely take a look at this. So to kind of wrap things up, I, I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, I hope you were able to take something out of it that you can either use or enjoy. Um, as a reminder, Dad Talk is not sponsored. Okay? All the reviews that I do are done solely out of opinion and are not paid. Uh, please, please, please remember to set a reminder each week. Subscribe or follow uh, the podcast on Spotify um, to make sure that you get all the newest episodes um, 
soon, I'm hoping that we are on Apple uh, Podcasts or um, possibly YouTube if I can start recording some video to these things. Um, also, we have a brand new Instagram up. Um, our name is dad underscore talk underscore USA. So please give us a follow for any comments or if you want uh, me to review something particular, shoot me an email, uh, dadtalkusa at gmail.com. And again, I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Uh, join us next week for more of that good conversation. Until then, stay frosty, gents.